3: That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. That's 20. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, it
2: is
4: Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. And you just got
3: playing that way! Yeah!
5: That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy yeah wow that was oddly weird and creepy kind of tonight we're in hot atlanta tonight the dirty south every time i bring up atlanta i just think of ludicrous i don't know why that is but anyway luda atlanta here we go we're continuing our summer vacation we are in the nfc south almost done actually almost halfway through the summer vacation day believe it or not it's been a long one for sure Let's get the introduction started. Welcome to the studio, Nick. you got Flanders Macaronis.
4: Yes, hello. Thank you. Uh, It's great to be here, as always. And please, go visit me on Twitter at Flanders. okay? You can also find me and my little quips and quisms and whatever else I I got ready to go on TSSFantasy.com, where you can find all of our merchandise. And more importantly, you can find our rankings. And you know what? You don't need to go anywhere else because our rankings are always on
5: point and correct. Always right, indeed. At least don't hold me to that anyway. All right, don't forget, if you're watching us on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Want to know why? We have a giveaway right now, a signed Justin Jefferson jersey. All you have to do is hit subscribe. You're automatically entered, and we're giving it away this July 4th, 4th July, it's going to be our Minnesota Vikings show even. How cool is that? Like great timing indeed. Giving it away. Check that out. Hit subscribe before it's too late. We're going to have another giveaway though right after that. Don't want to spoil it. Don't want to spoil it. But I do want to announce next week, i got to tease it a little bit. On Friday, the Packers show, Hall of Famer, Roy Butler, ladies and gentlemen. I pray he does not lose in Fantasy Jeopardy, please don't make me hit the button. That's all I have. We ask. can fix that. Oh, oh, please don't. All right. <laughs> I think we might have to. <laughs> don't forget to visit TSSFantasy.com, as Nick alluded to earlier. We have the Roundtable, all of our great exclusive content rankings by OJ Juice the Loose Juice is Loose Mayor, and he's got his own little articles in there as well. Justin's going to do a, sum, a, a basically a sum-up of all of our – Tour, also, that's also going to be in there as well. So, if you want to check that out. Also, we're doing the show on your fantasy league. So, if you want to take your league to the next level, make sure you check that out as well on tssfantasy.com. And speaking of fantasy, we are getting close up to it. Get on Underdog, download the app today, use the promo code TSS. We're going to double that deposit up to $100. We're going to have all kind of contests, including. Gatorland tickets, dolphin tickets. We're going to have some cool stuff in there. So you want to check that out. You know why we do that? Because we are the fantasy show of the people. I wasn't going to let you do it tonight, Nick. I was like, because you, you, you've been stealing it from me lately. All right. We got a house call. Dr. Miller followed us to Atlanta Let's check it out. Dr. Miller house call, Hot Atlanta style.
1: Look,
2: I'm a doctor, not an escalator. Spock, give me a hand.
5: Doctor is in back. We're in hot, dirty South Atlanta. Welcome, Dr. Miller, talking
0: Atlanta Falcons football. Even though we're not doing a percent of the bench, you know I'm going to work in a Kyle Pitts reference when we're talking about the Falcons. (laughs) I
5: figured you would, but, you know, I didn't feel like he really needed to be on this percent of the bench, being that he played all his games last year, and very well, I might add, as well. All right, well, speaking of Kyle Pitts, somebody's got to get him in the football. Projected starter right now is Marcus Mariota. Likes to run the football kind of carelessly sometimes as well. So that's why I threw him on here for you. Give me your percent to the bench for Marcus Mariota.
0: Yeah, let's go right to the end. He's 95% to the bench. This guy... Hasn't played in over 10 games since 2018. Right now, he's the projected week one starter, but, you know, I, I would be surprised if he ends up starting for the duration of the season. Perhaps even worse is the likelihood that his mediocre passing is going to crush Kyle Pitts' fantasy production. So, I hope he ends up on the bench early so that my boy Kyle Pitts can catch the ball. Uh. <laughs>
5: Goodness! <laughs> wow. So, man, I I don't know. It was like a personal percent to the bench, kind of felt like there. Um, all right. Well, Marcus, I hate to put the voodoo on you, but Doctor certainly got one on you. All right. Let's talk about a guy who flashed on the scene on the fantasy scene last year. Um, we brought him up earlier. In we, you know, I was noticing the numbers. This guy was getting a lot of targets, running the football and catching. Cordell Patterson. Give me your percent to the bench for this
0: offensive weapon this season. So Mariota's mediocrity, I think is going to be fantasy gold for Patterson, right? He's an older back at 31, but he's played in 16 games, at least 16 games every season, except in 2000, uh, excuse me, in 2018, when he played in 15 games. So this guy is consistent. Now to quote the commissioner, You've said that consistency and reliability is the key to your fantasy draft. And Patterson does that for you. He is going to be a steal in the later rounds. We're going 20% to the bench, which, as a point of perspective, is one third the running back average in the NFL. 20% to the bench, fantasy gold. Wow, that's a big one.
5: 20% to the bench. He was big last year for your fantasy roster. Sounds like he's going to be big again. All right, Doc, we appreciate you. Tomorrow we go back home in Florida to Tampa Bay. Are, are we all excited?
0: I'll see you in Tampa Bay.
5: Yes, sir. All right. Hello and welcome to the studio, young lady, as well. Can you say hi to everybody?
0: <laughs> say, it's my bedtime and I am supposed to be in bed right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're just enamored of looking at ourselves All right. I'll see you tomorrow in uh, Tampa Bay Alright, we'll see you tomorrow
5: You notice this year, Nick Doc is not only bringing the percent to the bench knowledge But he's been bringing a little fantasy knowledge this year I think he's caught up a little bit to us Am I going to watch out on the, on the fan league this year?
4: Well, I think because last season he got butt whooped So I think he went back to school
5: And did some studying. Good point. Good point. All right, we got our guest waiting. Let's bring him in. We're going to bring him in traditionally, like we do. We got a little Atlanta. I found this is old school. This really sounds familiar too. By the way, Atlanta Falcons fight song. Let's bring him in. Dirty bird. That's like, a, it feels like an old college song, quite frankly. It does, it does. Like it, it feel like, but it's like that, it got that Eagles feel too to it a little bit. That's why I said it sounds familiar. <laughs> All right, no. let's, wel- let's welcome it to the studio. First up top here, we got Aaron Freeman. Welcome to the studio, sir.
6: Appreciate you guys having me.
5: Appreciate you being here, sir. It's going to be a fun night celebrating hot Atlanta and next, introducing Noah Tyndale. You guys are from uh, Atlanta Falcons Nation. I know you mentioned earlier somebody else, too. My bad. If you want to rep them, go right ahead. Welcome to the studio, Noah. You're on mute, bro.
1: <laughs> ah, Thanks for having us. Great to be here. Uh, the other channel we were repping was uh, Mad Mike Sports. So there was a kind of coalition together. So
5: Nice. Awesome. All right. You better come. Tyrone is in the house from the same same well representation. Welcome to the studio, sir.
7: Hey, um, well, I'm a part of AFN of Well, but my channel is The Sports Podcast. Um, that's the channel we're all conglomerate. So, yeah.
5: Nice, my bad. You guys had so much going on, I didn't know what to pick from. So, all right. But don't worry, before we go tonight, I'll make sure you guys get your chance to rep everywhere we're from. All right, we're gonna talk tonight about the ATL Atlanta Falcons. Let's start with the 2022 outlook. Talk about last season, 7-10, third in the NFC South. Offensively, points scored, you guys were 26th in the league. Pass yards, 16th. So Matt Ryan kind of kept you in ball games. Rush yards, yo, 31. Eek. 25 overall for your offense, Um, after 14 seasons obviously Mr. Matt Ryan is on his way defensively 29th overall this was the big bugaboo 18th versus the pass not too shabby there 27th versus the one um, and 31st overall actually in fantasy points too so just not making the turnovers and the sacks you know to make those what you need for defense and free agency lost Russell Gage Obviously we talked about Matt Ryan um, leaving and Hayden Hurst as well. You added Marcus Mariota or doc was talking about earlier as well. And Casey Hayward for your cornerback and the draft, obviously Drake London, the big addition for the receiver with Calvin uh, Ridley being gone, Desmond Ritter who may end up being the starter here soon. um, That might be a big, big pickup for you as well. So, my prediction for you guys, though, looking at the season overall, I just don't see where the additions came in that that overwent the subtractions. So I'm looking right now at this team just a little less than last year at 5-12. and 12. But who cares what I think because I don't know nothing. Let's go to Aaron Freeman first. My brother, give me your outlook for the Atlanta Falcons this season.
6: Yeah, I think you know losing Matt Ryan is going to be a big blow. To them offensively, you know, you're not expecting necessarily the same level of consistency at the quarterback position, which can be a big blow uh, for your offense this season. You know, they're facing a much harder schedule this year. So, you know, I, I think the team will be a lot more competitive in a lot of games. There was a lot of games last year where they really struggled against sort of the playoff caliber opponents You saw the game where they got beat by the Cowboys by like 40 points. They got shut out by the Patriots on Thursday night. So I think against the playoff teams, they will be a lot more competitive, but I don't necessarily see it resulting in a a lot more wins. So uh, I got them around four or five wins this year as well.
5: All right. So right around the same, Noah, let's kick it to you, sir. Give me your outlook for the Falcons this season.
1: So I get that there was a lot of subtractions. You know, we didn't have Ridley for the rest of the season, We had to rely on a lot of Cordell Patterson and a lot of Kyle Pitts. But now I don't see us having that kind of limitations on offense, if you will, because Arthur Smith, he had a lot of problems with his offensive line. And now I know that we haven't had that many uh, acquisitions there, but look forward to training camp where we see a lot more uh, on-pad practices to be had so that we can get a glimpse of who we have right now, see if there's any sort of improvements there. Now, defensively, now there was a lot more – elements than was expected. You had Arnold Ebicady in the draft last year, who was a fantastic pass rusher, so that's a huge boost to our defensive line, who, yeah, you also have Grady Jarrett, you gotta remember that. Our our Deion Jones situation is still really up in the air, but to suppress that, you you have Rashawn Evans, who's back with Dean Pease, who he absolutely loves to coach. You have Troy Anderson, one of the most athletic players in the draft, and I know that (laughs) it's kind of a stigma for a lot of people, but Believe me, he is so much more versatile than you remember. Now, our cornerbacks, we had A.J. Terrell, the best cornerback in NFL. You can at me at that, all right, because he gave up the least amount of yards, gave up the least amount of expected points. Any other metric you want to use, he was better than your other cornerback that you have in mind. So you have him back. You have help on the other side, like you mentioned with Casey Hayward, another sneaky good cornerback. You bring Isaiah Oliver back, who also had fantastic grades, when he was healthy. So you bring him back in the slot. You bring a lot of different elements to the playbook, which we were not able to run comfortably. So now you have a fully unleashed offensive playbook. You also can't remember. You also can't forget about the acquisitions of Brian Edwards, the the trade. There's a sneaky component with Damier Beard, uh, who we signed from the bears. And we also can't forget about the resurgence or the possible resurgence of Tyler Algier, who was also in the draft class, I have him expected as our running back one because he, no one is more excited to put on the pads in the training camp than this guy. All right, so he is physical. He's ready to prove himself one of the most productive running backs in the draft class last year, and he was the guy to stop. So that just goes to show that he's ready for a workload. So I can see that, yeah, we may not have as many wins as, like, enough to win the division, but I actually see us, because of the NFC, and looking what it is as a mentality, we could make a sneaky appearance in the seventh
5: season. Ooh, Noah's fired up tonight. Hot, <laughs> hot in ATL. All right, yo, dialing him up. Tyrone, let's call you in. What do you say, sir? What, what do you got for this season? So I'm a very big trench guy. Um,
7: played online my whole high school football career. So oh, well, really my whole football career, I played online. So my thing was when you look at our old line like you said, our rushing numbers and you look at our D-line and you look at how we got ran against, when you have guys that you don't, you didn't have a solid nose, your only really good starting D-lineman was Grady Jarrett last year. Let's be honest. You only had one really solid good D-lineman. And then you think about your old line you had a rookie come in, that was supposed to play right tackle, had to go in the left guard due to injury. You had a center who hadn't really had experience starting, with a veteran quarterback. So, I mean, you had miscues between the O-line, had miscues in the D-line. Your linebacker in court, you like like Noah alluded to, you bring in Troy Anderson, you bring in Rashad Evans. We lost Foyer, but when you think about losing what we lost and what we gained, you really, you didn't lose a lot.
2: Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten
1: lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Haha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do
0: I have to say? Yes, you do.
1: In the car before my kid's PTA
0: meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell.
2: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voice prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom Alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with Alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design.
7: I would say, you know, in my eyes, and you, like you said, Brian, and we brought in wide receivers, we brought in a lot of guys that are role players. It's a role-player-built team. It's not like we got all these superstars. A lot of these guys are role players. And what they do in Arthur Smith's system, we just – none of – nobody on this team is – none of our wide receivers besides Zacchaeus and, like, two other guys are under 6'3". Like, we we have nothing but basketball players. We have nothing but 50-50 ball guys. And to Dr. Fantasy, the mediocre pass game of uh, Marcus Mariota, won't be as mediocre when you have guys with wingspans as long as they do. When they can go and get, when they can go and get the ball, which they have been alluding to, a lot of our wide receivers have said in their interviews. Look, we can go and get these balls because we're bigger. And Mark, he doesn't have to put it in a certain spot because they're smaller. Russell Gage was our number one wide receiver last year, and look at what he's doing in Tampa. He's now the number three in Tampa, so he's not a number one wide receiver. Keys was our number two. And then you had to use use Cordero Patterson as a running back, a wide receiver. Might as well play tight end. Might as well play O-line. He was just everywhere. So you have to think that you have more talent now. And the rookie class we brought in, you addressed your wide receiver issue. Of course, we won't have Calvin this year. But like we said, Brian Edwards, Tate, all of the guys we brought in at wide receiver, all the guys we brought in, O-line-wise, all the guys we brought in, D-line-wise, they're going to have to jail. And Dean Pease is a uh, – I mean, he's a legend. You can't deny what he's done in his coaching career. He's going to coach these guys. I trust our coaching staff. My season prediction, like Noah said, it's I, I really eight to nine in my eyes. I think that's that's our win percentage. For me, I think we're going with eight or nine.
5: Wow, Nick, Atlanta Falcons Nation rise up tonight. I'm yeah, I'm fired up. I'm ready to run through a wall for Atlanta tonight. You <sighs> guys got me fired up. What do you say, Nick? What do you, what do you think? You going you going to rain on the parade?
4: Oh, it's it's going to be a hurricane on the parade. <laughs> okay. Um first of all, thing, do they still call it Hot Lana? Or, is, I don't, or I don't. is that not a thing
7: no. anymore? No, I don't That's not a thing?
4: Okay, good. We'll just bury that one. Okay. We'll bury that one. Okay, the, the two white guys called it hot We're done. No. number two. Number two, uh Noah and Tyrone. I think y'all should run for office because you tell a lot of people what they want to hear. Holy crap. Uh you know you have the twenty seventh ranked offensive I the line coming into this season. Yeah. Um, you have, you have the worst starting quarterback coming into this season. <laughs> oh, all right. Fine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fine. fine, fine, fine. He's better than Zach Wilson.
1: Fine. Okay. But hey, that was not reflected in you guys' fantasy rankings on your website.
4: <laughs> you have, you have like, I'm looking at your roster. You have like 15 wide receivers and three of them. I only heard of, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Four, um, you guys. You know the Dolphins had the no had the no name defense. You guys got to have the the no name roster. All yeah. right. Uh, Cordero Patterson is going to be used up uh, by week seven. Uh, your your third offensive player is your kicker. Okay, he's he's your third yeah. highest ra- rated player is going to be your kicker, and and your two teams that are going to be on the field the most. This season coming up is your defense and your Kor. So, um, I wouldn't draft any, any Falcons offensive player. I wouldn't even draft their defense. If I would be anybody, I would say no stay off player? Atlanta. Nick, no Nick offensive is, player.
5: Nick, Not even going Pits. Nick, Nick, pitch. Nick. Yeah, who's getting like, the ball? Who's going to get the ball? Yeah, but like this is this is. He's I got mean, the
1: catch radius and they're to catch anything.
5: It's one thing to disagree with the guests. It's another thing to just completely just stomp on, like, their entire okay. dreams. Like, Jesus, so oh,
4: I So I predicted you're going to have four wins this season.
5: Okay, that's great. Moving on, let's go on to the best game of the season. What game are you most excited about? Let's go to Noah first with this one. Noah, give me a game on your schedule you're most excited for.
1: So I – I'm going to leave week one open to whoever else wants to take it because I understand the implications of that game for us, but I'm going to go dead center in the season facing the chargers. I think right around there is a sweet spot in which we have to get our things together. If we want to be as good as we think the way we are. So if we have to develop some sort of a groove, then right after that, you'll have your other opponents like the Steelers who still have a little bit of question marks on their offense. You have the you have the Panthers almost back to back. You have the Commanders who, yeah, we understand that what Carson Wentz can do over them and the good things that they provide, everything else in the offense is key, but we also played them competitively last year too. And had we had some semblance of a cornerback too, and had we had some semblance of a kick return to stop that, we could have won that game last year, but I digress. Then you have the Bears and you have all these other opponents. It's like you can relatively think of winnable games through a certain stretch. And that all happens with the Chargers game. So if we're on the right track and if we're as competitive as we think that we are, then we can use that momentum to carry us into these next stretch of games. So I see that as a positive Game to look forward to. It's a great litmus test for us to have in the middle of the season.
5: Uh, you're not lying. I mean, they beat the chargers. I totally agree. Absolutely. All right, Tyrone. What say you, sir? Give me a game you're excited for this season.
7: Well, Noah threw me the alley oop, so I'm gonna catch it. Uh week one. <laughs> um, week one. Um, I hate the Saints. I'm just gonna put it out there. I hate the Saints. I uh, I want the Saints to be the worst team in the league every year. Uh, I just hope you know the stadium caught on fire. I, I stood up and cheered. You know, I was actually happy. I, I dislike the Saints. My, you know, it's so funny. I'm going to say something. My cousin, I'm, he signed as an unrestricted free agent to the Saints, and I was not happy. I would not buy that jersey. It would not be worn around my house. It won't. But the implication in week one, even if they don't have Kamara, um, it's still a big game. It's a rivalry game. We don't like each other. It, it's, it's, it's the first game. It's in Mercedes-Benz. It's this tone setter for the season. You go out there and you beat the Saints. They have a new coaching staff. It's really like a new coaching staff versus new coaching staff thing. It's a really big game. It's an energy game for the city. It can it can really kill the fan base or it can really uplift the fan base. And the other game, I have two, and then San Francisco. I, I just really care about San Francisco because of the jersey. I'm going to be honest. We got the new jerseys. <laughs> we playing with San Francisco versus San Francisco. And I can't wait to see him in person. So the helmet, it's really the helmet. But the jersey looks cool. Everything looks cool. It'll be a great game. And I think I love seeing us beat Kyle Shanahan. So I want to see us beat Kyle Shanahan. That's another thing.
5: Whatever the reason, it makes it your favorite game. It's cool, bro. Absolutely. All right, Mr. Freeman, what say you, sir? Give me a game you're excited for.
6: I think Tyrone's right that the week one game is kind of the tone setter for the season. But the game I'm looking forward to is the week 11 game against the Bears because the Falcons – had an opportunity to take Justin Fields at the top of last year's draft. And I'm just a big proponent of chaos at this point in time. So I'm eager to see what the result of that game is. Obviously, if the Falcons win, everybody will be like, ha we told you the, the Falcons made the right choice. If they lose that game, then everybody's going to be you know, crying in their Cheerios about you know, what it means for the season. And that's certainly one of the most winnable games of the Falcons' schedule. So uh, if they lose that game, that's probably not a good sign uh, for the rest of the season. So I'm a big fan of chaos. So whatever the outcome of that game it will be a fun sort of reaction the the rest of that week.
5: I like that one. I like that one. How about you say, what say you Nick? Give me a game you're excited for.
4: Okay. So, I'm going to take a page from Noah. I'm going to go to the other Saints game because it's out it's at the end of the schedule. It's week 15, December 18th. It's it's in it's in the um, the uh, Caesar's Superdome. Now, the thing is, if Atlanta is at that point vying for a playoff spot, that's the game that's gonna probably determine them whether they're in or out. So I'm gonna say that game December 18th, week 15.
5: I'm gonna go Christmas Eve. Absolutely. Always like it, but you but this is good. You got Atlanta going to Baltimore, visiting Lamar Jackson. Boy, that's a big talking about a litmus test down the road. That's gonna be a possible. I know the, the I know the Ravens are definitely want to be in the playoff race towards the end. If the Falcons are in it, this is going to be a big time game, hard hitting game at least. So we're going to see if that defense can step up. All right guys, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. We're going to play Fantasy feud Falcon style. We'll be right back.
8: Hayden, we love Fantasy football. We do. It's a fantastic game yet, still not perfect. Like I hate leaving high-scoring players on my bench. The worst, man. In fact, hate it even more when I put injured players and they're in my starting lineup. Can't have that. And I need a life. The waivers, the trades, every single week, it grinds on me. So we at Underdog Fantasy want to make fantasy football easier for everyone out there. It's called Best Ball, and we set your optimal lineup for you each and every week. You can do it all year long. We have drafts going all the way from February to week one of the NFL season. What are you waiting for? Use our awesome early sign-up offer get a little extra something on that first deposit and that first time you play on Underdog
2: Fantasy. You put them up, up, reach the sky, touch the stars up above, Cause it's one time for the underdog. One time for
5: the
3: underdog. All
5: right, so unfortunately, I don't have any fancy buzzers. So basically, the rules are, I'm going to ask the question, you will shout out the answer and then whoever I hear say the answer gets control and gets to um, essentially tries to close out the round and you have three strikes, just like family feud, essentially. If you don't, then we just got to mix. I'll have to mix it up since it's a triple threat match and we'll just mix it up um, giving someone else a chance to steal. That's how we usually work it. All right, guys, with all that said, it's time to play the feud. Brad
2: Uh Justin Jefferson Justin
5: Jefferson, it's going to be a long game. Not going to be a long game tonight because we got Atlanta Falcon experts in the building, so it won't be long at all. All right, we're going to start out question number one, top five answers on the board. Here's the question. Give me top five. QB passing TD leaders of all time? Do we just got to give one answer? Yeah. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan? Oh, Alright, really so Noah, you have control of the round. Matt Ryan's number one on this list, 367 type TDs. Who else you got? Ooh, Steve Arkowski. Steve Bartowski. Number two on this list, 154. So you got number one and two. One and 154. Michael Vick. Michael Vick. He is number five on this list with 71. So you got number three and four still remaining. No strikes.
1: All right, let's go um Chris Chandler.
5: Chris Chandler. Ooh, we go right down to the list. Number three with 87. Ooh, Chris Miller. Chris Miller. Oh! Noah just swept around. Great job indeed, my brother. Chris Miller actually tied with Chris Chandler at 87. For some reason, they had Chris Chandler above him, so I don't know why. But either way, great job on that one. All right, guys, we're warmed up now. All right, Aaron and Tyrone, let's go. we got to get you in here. Top five answers on the board. Here's the question. Give me the top five rushing TD leaders of all time.
7: Michael Turner. Michael Turner. No, he's up there.
5: He's not number one, though. He's not going to be number one. He actually is number <laughs> one sixty on oh, the list. Wow, that just threw
7: <laughs> me all the way off now. Oh, uh, Warwick Dunn.
5: Warwick Dunn. <clears throat> oh,
4: number seven.
5: Number seven on the list. <laughs>
6: Can I steal? Not, not yet.
5: Oh, who else can I think of? Oh, God.
7: Why are the running backs just slipping? Oh, uh, Devontae Freeman.
5: Devontae Freeman. He's number four on this list with 32.
1: He played like five seasons. How is he like number five? That's they ran a mean. lot. Like he's,
7: oh, man. <laughs> You pulling knowledge. Now you pulling you pulling nineties knowledge, bro. I'm 20. You pulling knowledge I don't have, man. Oh man. Oh. Oh man. I'm trying to think of running backs recently. I that's the the most recent. Michael Turner. Well, I, I can't believe Warwick Dunn is in top five.
1: Oh yeah, for seven years.
7: Oh man. Why can I not think it? Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to give it up because I can't think of any other word. I don't know why I can't. All
5: right, yeah, no more guesses, bro. I'm gonna give you one last one last go before your third strike. Oh. Why did his name just slip my mom?
7: His son his son just committed. Oh, his son just committed to Clemson. Oh my Jamal Anderson.
5: Jamal Dirty Bird Anderson. <laughs> Number three on this list, you saved it right there. He's uh, number with 34, so you got number two and number five still left. Oh, god,
7: oh god. which one? Is it? Uh, yeah, I, I can't think
5: of
7: anything, I can't think of nobody else. Stop
6: it, get some help.
7: His son saved me.
6: Aaron, his son really
7: saved me because I thought about his <laughs> son committing to Clemson. That's the
5: only reason I thought about Jamal Anderson. Aaron, I'm going to go to you for the chance to steal it since Noah got one already. Do you got number two or five on this list?
6: Uh, William, Andrews? Uh,
5: William Andrews. William Andrews. Not on the list. Noah.
4: William Andrews uh, was
5: number six. Close.
1: Uh Gerald Riggs. Gerald Riggs. Wow. I didn't think you'd ever hear no, of him.
5: Stole it. No, he was number two at 48. Yeah, but number he played three, in the 80s. Number five oh, on yeah. this list was TJ Ducket. 31. Oh. Wow. Out of wow. Michigan State. TJ Ducket. All right, let's go with this fun question. Top five answers on the board. Here's the question. Give me top five opponents you have the best winning percentage against the Saints the New Orleans Saints
7: we lead, it? we lead it
5: Lions Detroit Lions Buccaneers Tampa Bay Buccaneers Uh, 29 teams to go The Panthers <laughs> The
2: Panthers
5: They have
2: to be a little bit Here at the Container Store We believe you shouldn't be limited to just One happy place Your home should be full of them That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom Alpha space From closets and pantries To playrooms, offices and garages You can transform any area with Alpha And save 30% Here's another happy thought Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design.
3: now open in orland park
5: number two on the list 34 and 20 we got a 630 average all right you control
7: who else have we always beaten my whole life
5: oh man Man, who else do we the bears the chicago bears (laughs) Got one strike remaining and a lot of meat on the bone.
7: Oh man. The Chargers?
5: The Chargers. Really? That's number crazy. one, eight and three against the Chargers.
1: Oh, okay. Only like ten times. <laughs>
5: yeah.
7: I'm saying I'm trying to think. It's probably West Coast. I feel like it's more West Coast teams than it is East Coast. Um, I'll say I'll go with the Rams.
5: The Rams?
3: Oh, no!
5: Aaron, a lot of meat on the bone. Three, four, and five on this list. Can you guess one of them? Jaguars. The Jacksonville
0: Jaguars. I didn't think about Jacksonville.
5: Number three. You guys are five and three against them. Number four, eight and five, the Jets, five, the Giants, 14 and 11. You own New York, apparently. All right, let's switch it around a little bit. Top five answers on the board. Let's go with the teams you have the worst winning percentage against. Patriots. New England Patriots.
7: <laughs> yeah, I know they're up there.
1: No, if it was Tom Brady, that would have been correct. But uh, <laughs> Yeah. Um, Steve Grogan
6: wasn't beating you. 49ers? 49ers. We oh, really play a lot. Ooh, this
5: is
1: tough. Like never uh, you. It doesn't necessarily have to be you played a lot.
7: Oh, yeah. That
1: doesn't make it any better. Like This is our... Our birthday since 1965, which we've been a team. <laughs> uh, that doesn't narrow it down a whole lot. Uh, maybe, maybe the Texans. The
5: Texans. This might be a long game.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody have? Oh no! Nobody has control of the board yet. Okay.
5: Yep. Twenty-nine still to go.
7: The Cowboys.
4: Cowboys. Nope, you're 11 to 19 against the Cowboys. Hmm.
7: The worst, the worst.
5: Pittsburgh.
7: Pittsburgh has to be on that list. The
5: Pittsburgh Steelers.
7: I lost to Pittsburgh like four times. All
5: right, so I, I <laughs> get in control.
4: He lost to Pittsburgh fourteen times. Two and That's fourteen. I knew it.
1: I knew Pittsburgh. <laughs> two and fourteen. The one, two we, had one, it was like, we had the one tie back in two thousand two. Uh,
5: okay, I'm not counting ties. That's a loss. <laughs> two and fourteen. One and forty. One hundred forty-seven um, average. All right, Tyrone, you control again. Go right ahead. Baltimore. The Baltimore Ravens.
3: one strike you are, left.
4: You're 2 and 4 against Baltimore.
3: Mm, okay.
5: Buffalo? The Buffalo Bills. <laughs> no! You're 7 and 6. You have a winning record against Buffalo. Ooh. Aaron, I'm going to give you a chance again to steal it. You got the answer. Eagles. The Eagles,
4: nope, you're 15 21 and 1 against Philly. Noah, what? <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> you brought it up, so I might as well. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, Packers, the
5: Green Bay Packers. <laughs> 16 and 19. Either way, you're the winner tonight, Noah, because there's no other way for anyone to get anything else. But the rest of them, the Colts, you were number one, is two and 15 against them. The Browns were number three on this list, three and 12. Chiefs, four, three and seven. And the Seahawks, six and 12 against Seattle. So now you know if you're in New York, you can tell your friends, like, listen, the Atlanta Falcons, we own New York. That's all. That's all you need to know from the night. No, I'm pretty Frank, right here. No, my friend. Congratulations. You are tonight's winner. <music> and Aaron and Tyrone as tradition on our show, you guys are tonight's losers. Get Nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Sorry, y'all. That
7: <laughs> Ain't that funny. a kick in the pants? That
3: was good. That
1: was, that was good. <laughs> man, I got thumbs that up from good. Chuck Norris. You yeah, <laughs> got
0: Hey, but it was
5: a good game tonight, though. Nonetheless, you guys were bringing the Atlanta knowledge. Those questions about those teams are hard. I, that's why I brought them in there. And it's good to know, actually. That way, if you know a friend who knows those teams, you could be like, yo, I own you. Alright, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we are a fantasy show. Believe it or not, we're gonna talk about some fantasy. Believe it or not, we're gonna take a quick break. We're we'll right back. Hey everyone, it's Commissioner Cooper from TSS Fantasy. Wanna give your own fantasy league that extra professional touch? <laughs> Say less, we got you. TSS was based off a show that we did on our own fantasy league. Night, 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 sorry and now possible, possible you're on your way <laughs> now we want to bring that professional fun and creative side to your fantasy league and you can do it for as low as $5 extra per owner oh my i will guarantee it will increase your interactions within the league create more fun friendly banter you
3: the bottom of the
5: fucking league okay? and give your league that extra real life feel that you didn't know it needed. forward to interacting with you and your league soon. Don't forget tssfantasy.com. Go visit it today. Get signed up. We are the fantasy show of the people. Take your league to the next level indeed. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to talk fantasy. Are you ready? Hey everyone, it's Commissioner Cooper from. I hit the wrong promo, my bad. Are you ready? I'm ready.
2: I'm ready. I'm
5: ready. I'm 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 ready. I'm
0: ready. I'm ready. I'm ready.
5: I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. ready. I'm ready. Marcus Mariota right to the quarterback position again, projected starter as of right now. I have him ranked um, well I have him ranked currently number 28th, is where I have him, I, I believe. And he he I think I was I, I wrote horrible notes here, but it looks like I wrote he was 57th last year, but only played in seven games. And we saw what Marcus Mariota looked like last year. It was just on a you know kind of like a Taysom Hill type role. Where he came in sporadically, did a few things. Um, you know, again, looked good though when he did come in. So again, there is some plus to Marcus Mariota. He, you know, he's got a lot to prove. He's almost like in a, I feel like a Ryan Tannehill type situation where he's going to a new team, where he has a lot to prove and could certainly do well in this offense, especially on uh, you know, the way he can run the football. But, again, you have Desmond Ritter. I have him 36 in case Marcus Mariota does flounder a little bit. Do see Desmond Ritter stepping in and filling in nicely in this offense um, as well. So, Nick, um, let's go to you first, sir. What say you on the Atlanta Falcons QB situation?
4: Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to correct myself. Uh, on the, my rankings, presently I have him at 28th. Uh, I'm going to drop him to thirty. Uh, 31. Okay. So, uh, he's right above Drew Locke. So he's going to be doing a lot of handing off. And also, like I said before, you have a 27 rank, uh, offensive line. So it's not going to do you a whole lot of good to have him back there. That's why, that's why, uh, Matty Ice said, see you later. So, um, I'm going to say
5: he's at number 31. I don't think that's why, Maddie. I said, see you later. All right, let's, Tyrone. We haven't started with you. Let's start with you first. What do you What do you think of our assessment of the Atlanta QB rankings? Where do you, Where do you think that Marcus should be at, or maybe even uh, Desmond? Um,
7: Desmond's in the right spot. I feel like you have Desmond because we don't know. Like I say, uncertainty is the thing right now. Um, I feel like Marcus Mariota, if he does start. And if he's in a good, if the offense is proficient behind him, he can he's going to jump on a lot of people's boards, um, and a lot of people might grab him off the waiver wire if they after week one, after week two, especially if we have really, he has really good games. So I mean, twenty eight is fair because of uncertainty. I'm going to say it's fair because of uncertainty. He can go a lot high, he can be higher or he can be lower, but I think twenty eight is fair for where what the situation is right now.
5: All right, Noah. What what are you going to say? Like, you know, you were you were the start of the big, um, you know, the big drum, I guess, for the Atlanta offense. What what do you say about our QB predictions?
4: Noah's the hype man. That's what he is. He's the hype man.
1: So, if you're going to push him down to 31, is that going to be uh, just above or underneath Davis Mills? Uh
4: you know what? That could be even, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs>
1: So on par with Davis Mills, underneath Mitchell Trubisky, underneath Jimmy Garoppolo, who's probably not even a projected starter, um, underneath Daniel Jones, which, as it is, you know, given the previous years in which Mariota was the starter for the Titans back in, you know, from 2015 on to when he got benched and had to heal up his body in 2019, other than his rookie season, he never had a losing record in the NFL. He was 9-7 2016, went to the playoff game. Came back against the Chiefs, won that game. 2017, 9-7. 2018, 9-7. Now, he has proven to carry a lot of his bad, you know, traditions. And um, his, you know, like traditional offenses, if you will. You know, didn't have a whole lot of help in the receiving game, but he had tremendous help in the run game. Had tremendous help with his offensive line. He's not going to get a lot of that help this year immediately. But I can say that... He's a different quarterback at this stage in his career, right? He's seen the ups and downs of being an NFL player. He's seen a resurgence of his backup back in Tennessee, taking over that role and turning that offense into a top 10 offense in the NFL. Now, that offensive coordinator that did that is our head coach. Now, he brought him back over to our situation because, hey, he knows the system basically like the back of his hand right now. But it wasn't a whole lot to change. B, he had a rest season of 2020 and 2021 where he didn't have to be the starter. He didn't have to take those lumps as a traditional full-time 17-game starter. So you're going to see a lot more healthier Marcus Mariota. You're going to see a mentally healthier Marcus Mariota because he's taken that time to just really sink into the playbook, which he's been able to do behind the tutelage of Derek Carr. So I like his projections. Now, if you're going to have him this low because of his injury, now, I can understand that. So, what to do in this situation? Is Desmond Ritter going to be on par with what... Or is he going to be that far away in terms of separation from Mariota? I could see that, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to have a whole lot of hesitations on where you rank Desmond Ritter. Although I will say, uh, Justin, uh, your other guy... He needs to spell his name correctly. He was the only one that gave him a full name, and it's Desmond, not Desamand, Ritter. All right? <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, thought I'd call that out. But... Hooked, hooked on phonics over here. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I can see the situations where he wouldn't be as high, but you also got to remember he's a mobile quarterback. He's going to have a lot of different targets to know to throw to. We're going to have different ways of going down the field than we did last year. And, by the way, he's got every single skyscraper you can think of at offense. So I don't see a whole lot of troubles with his accuracy. I don't see a whole lot of troubles with his poise in the pocket as he's going to be a much more uh, mentally stable guy. He's going to have his poise. He's going to have his experience. And I think he'll do just fine.
5: No, I got to check out your hair. I just feel like you're like the Don King of the Atlanta Falcons at this point. (laughs) Eric Freeman. (laughs) We need to spike that up a little bit. What say you, sir? Do you think we got them in the right spot?
6: I mean, I think Ritter's probably in the right spot. I think Mariota's in that area, probably somewhere in the mid-20s. I think he'll be productive when he's out there on the field. I think his running ability will be an asset. Uh, you know, as Nick says, the Falcons offensive line isn't great. Uh, so he'll he'll be running around a lot uh, this year. So he'll be able to pick up some yards with some of those scramble yards or whatever. Uh, I do think... You know, they'll, he'll take some shots down the field with the skyscrapers at wide receiver and tight in with Kyle Pitts this year. Uh, I think the Falcons will be more efficient in the red zone. But the reason why I don't think you can put Ritter super, super high on your rankings just because the expectations he's not going to play probably a full season. Like I would set the over under on how many games he starts this year, probably at 10. And I would probably take the under, not necessarily because he'll uh, get hurt or whatever the case may be. But, you know, based off of my earlier projections for this Falcons team I'm not expecting them to you know I think they'll be in out of playoff contention probably close to midseason, and at that point in time you know the Falcons really uh, should be looking to get Ritter on the field sooner versus later to sort of kick his tires to see what he can do so um, I think that likelihood that Mariota's is probably not going to be the starter for 17 games this year. Uh, probably precludes him from being significantly higher in your rankings.
5: Well, that certainly makes sense indeed. All right, let's go on to the running back situation. Great um, analysis. Talk- yeah. <laughs> Talked about uh, Mr. Patterson last year, came on the scene like just a, a, a gangbusters. Um, number 12 last year in fantasy rankings. This year I got him ranked 18th only because just the uncertainty of the offense not really sure what it's going to look like right now, but he's still that weapon, still somebody to look at at the running back and the receiver position. Damian Williams as well. Talked about the rookie. Noah's big big on the rookie, so um, I don't even have him ranked, so I like to hear Noah's when we get around to that. But Nick, let's go to you. Where do you have the running backs ranked in here in
2: Atlanta? Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom Alpha space, from closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages. You can transform any area with Alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design.
4: Cordero Patterson, man, I have him at eighth. Uh, again, I do PPR rankings, so he's gonna get a lot of his points out of the backfield um, on swing passes, short slants here and there. So I have him in eighth, and again, he's he's our number one offensive option. So uh, he's gonna be on the field. He's gonna, I think he's gonna get the ball at least. He might get the ball forty percent of the time. So that's why I have him up there at eighth.
5: Indeed, even though earlier you said he wouldn't draft anybody, Noah, what say you, sir? Where do you got the running backs at?
4: Except
1: him, <laughs> <laughs> and except Kyle Pitts, um, right? Uh, Justin, one more time, uh, you don't even have Quidara Paris in your top sixty, so we got to talk about that. Uh, but anyways, Damien Williams, it's it's interesting. I'm going to start with him because I I understand that he's probably going to get a little bit more hype just due to his namesake and due to his experience in the NFL. But he's at least 30, and I don't know if we're going to have that type of workload on him. Whereas comparison, you get a Tyler Algier, you get the workhorse in, you get him those lumps, get them early. I think he's most likely to be the future back because of his fantastic vision out the gate. And that's one of the things I was I was higher on him than other running backs in this class. So you get that projection. You have Cordell Patterson, which I understand that, yeah, you're not going to be as high as him – as far as last season, because last season was just it was surprising to everyone, um, although I kind of called it back in week two, if you go back in our shows. But I <laughs> anyways. Um, so, yeah, the uncertainty of the offense is something to be uh, said about quarter Patterson's production. But either way, wherever he's going to be placed at, if they're going to treat him as he did last season, you have your ESPN rankings where you can listen as both a wide receiver and a running back. So that's going to be valuable for your team, just regardless of who you have else available, you know, whether an injury comes up or whether a bye week comes up for another player or the, just the matchup you like is more, uh, is more confident then. So I, I can understand all that. So I'm, I'm curious as to why you have Damon Williams so high um, in comparison, but Hey, I'm, I'm all for the optimism. It's more than what we've been able to get outside of our, our fan base.
5: Mr. Freeman, what say you, sir, where where, do we have the running backs, ranked?
6: Yeah, I think Patterson, that's probably fair in that range. I think you're hopeful and optimistic about his contributions in the passing game just because – He won't be splitting probably as many reps with Mike Davis on passing downs as he will be with this new crop. That's probably where Damian Williams will get a little bit more run than Tyler Algier just because he's a little bit more proven as a pass protector. And that was kind of towards the end of the season, Mike Davis's primary role uh, in the passing game to sort of be that pass protector so that the Falcons could line Patterson up more at wide receiver. I think the thing that hurts Patterson in the passing game is just because the Falcons should have more weapons that they'll be able to distribute the ball a little bit more. So he he may not get um, as big a share of the targets this year um, as he did a year ago. So that kind of balances it There's a give and take there. So I wouldn't necessarily move him too far up or too far down based off his past game stuff. The run game stuff probably will take a dip. I think the Falcons do intend to have Tyler Algier be their sort of go to, you know, running back in terms of rushing the ball, Um, particularly when we get to the red zone. Um, I think they're going to want Algier to grind out those carries in short yardage in the red zone and whatnot. So I I do think there's a potential that Algier could vulture a couple of touchdowns from uh, Patterson, this year Um and I think the Falcons will want to dial back Patterson's workload just because he's getting up there in age and they don't want to um put too much wear and tear on those tires because we saw last year he got hurt around mid-season and as the season progressed uh that last month of the season his limitations or injuries limited him uh quite a bit there so I think the Falcons want to avoid that and try to keep him as fresh as possible so probably early in the season you'll see them try to keep him on like a pitch count uh, so that could also uh, diminish his fantasy value, but I think all in all, you know, his run, rushing success will go down, but his passing uh, production probably would go up, and so it's going to balance out. And so, somewhere in that ten to fifteen range, I think it's, it's pretty fair for him.
5: All right, I like that analysis there, Tyrone. What say you, sir?
7: Um, if you're looking for a flex, like if you if you really think you need like a a good flex position, he's really he'll be really good in the flex. Um, I think because we like like Aaron said. His run production might be down a little bit, but his pass production should go up because I don't think he's gonna play straight. Like like everybody's been saying, he's not just gonna play, he's not just gonna be our running back. I think because you have Algier, you have Damian Williams, and we did add um I can't even think uh one of our cornerbacks moved over to running back now. So now David you have like yeah, you have four. You have four guys in the running back room and you have more speed. You, he's he's going to turn into a guy, like you said, like Nick said, swing passes, short slants. A lot of that like RPO, he'll be more of that slot guy in the RPO. That's why I say you can put him at flex. I wouldn't start him at running back. That would be my thing. I think I wouldn't start him at running back. I would put him in a flex spot, or I'd, bring, I'd have him in my running back two position. But he yeah. will be like my running back one.
5: He'd definitely be the ultimate flex this year for sure. Talking about receivers, Drake London, I have him 29th. I mean, and why not? should be a target monster um in atlanta i don't see why not and brian edwards coming over um he he was 62 last year um and zaki you mentioned him earlier was 77th last year so some guys to look out for him might as well just throw in Pitts there as well because i have him uh number five this year uh number nine last year Pitts was nick what do you got on our receivers and tight ends
4: Okay, so you threw me a curveball. So um Drake London, I have him as your highest ranked wide receiver right now at at thirty seven, and only because I don't know. Like like Tyrone said, it's it's a rookie. He's never stepped in the field, you don't know. Uh well looking up my um tight end rankings. I I think I have pits at like like three or four. Uh but I just I just wanna say say this. If uh Deshaun Watson gets less games suspended than Calvin Ridley, that's a crime. <laughs> that's that, that's all I'm gonna say on say on that. So uh and then Zacchaeus, he had that one big game. I think that was a London game. He he buffed it out and then you never heard from him again. So uh and then the best
1: fantasy game was actually against the uh, Saints. Was it?
4: Okay, yeah, I yeah, knew it.
1: he had two receiving touchdowns.
4: Yeah, okay. I knew he had one one big game. But um yeah, so again, London's gonna be London and Pitts are gonna—they're gonna see receive the most of the action uh, through the air, and then everybody else is gonna be. Hey, if I'm if I can't find them and I see you, you're open. You're getting the ball. So I wouldn't really um, count on those other guys except for uh, Patterson, Pitts,
5: and um, London. Not really sure that that's how they're gonna set the offensive plays, Nick. But um, all right, let's go. You to never know. Mr. Freeman, what say you, sir, on the receivers?
6: I think, you know, you, you think you said Drake London, like 29. I think 25, 30, somewhere around there is is fair. He'll, he'll get a big target share uh, this year. Is Basically, he'll be the number two after uh, Kyle Pitts. So I'm expecting him to get at least 100 120 targets so that should be good enough opportunity for him to crack like the top 30 or so uh fantasy rankings i would probably say the only other wide receiver that I would probably roster from the falcons is brian edwards um i, I do think he'll be sort of the number two wide receiver so he'll be the basically the number three guy and it'll be a question of whether him or patterson is sort of the third most used guys and that's just going to depend on how quickly edwards gets up to speeding offense but he has the benefit of knowing Marcus Mariota, so there's going to be some natural comfort there. So he should get off to a pretty good start uh, in that way. So I think he'll probably, you know, you know, I don't know where this would put him in the rankings, but probably get you like 60, 70 catches and, and maybe 700, 800 yards and a couple of touchdowns. So I, I think that will be a, a player uh, that, you know, is not going to start for a lot of teams in fantasy, but certainly a guy that can be a sort of a bye week substitute or something. Like that, indeed. All right, let's go to you, Tyrone. What do you say?
7: Um, Drake, like you said, like a lot of it's it's so much uncertainty. But I think my thing for Drake, um, I feel like like Drake is because we know Kyle Pitts is our number one tight end option. Drake is our number one wide receiver option. We already know that, and we have to expect that we're going to throw him the ball a lot. And I feel like he has a lot of rat catches. If you watch him at USC, he has a lot of rat catches. He has a lot of breaking tackles. He's very big and strong. So the yardage, I feel like his yardage in games, he might not have a lot of touchdowns, but he might have a lot of yards. We had the same problem with Pitts last year in fantasy. had almost 1,000 yards with only one touchdown. So you, you're you going to see – hopefully it's a, a switch. Hopefully it's a lot more touchdowns a lot less yards. Hopefully it's that. Um, but fantasy-wise, I think Drake at 25 to 30 is, is a good rank. I think Pitts is – my, I'm going to be biased. Pitts is like the, is number two in my eyes and tied in behind Kelsey. So especially thinking like at that point of what we're going to use him in our offense and what Arthur Smith showed us last year, now he has people around him in pieces that can get him open more because you can't just double coverage him and leave Cordell one-on-one. You can't leave Drake one-on-one. You can leave, you can try to leave Brian Edwards one-on-one, but he's pretty fast so he might burn you. And then you don't want to leave him one-on-one. It's a lot of coverage things. A lot of fast guys and a lot of big guys, and a lot of these corners aren't the same size as a lot of these wide receivers. So I mean, it's a it's going to be a, a lot of up ball. It's going to be a lot of jump balls, a lot of a lot of fun. I feel like it's going to be a lot more racks. So if you're a yardage, like if you like a lot of yardage, it's going to be a, you're going to have like maybe I think Brian Edwards gets about five hundred this season. Drake gets close to about six seven, and then I think if Pitts gets another thousand yard season, I think he, you got to give him his credit. So. There, I think, but it'll be a lot more touchdowns for him. So I think that's why I put him in number two.
5: Yeah, I think game flow, you know, sometimes dictates that. And you're right; it might, you know, swing Pitt's way this year as far as TD goes. All right, Noah, what do you say, sir?
1: Yeah, a lot of guys have Drake um, London around the same exact spot. Uh Although Nick was a little bit lower, I think he has him as a second receiver underneath uh, Christian Watson as far as a rookie is concerned. Um, but Actually, I was going to be a little bit opposite of what Tyrone was projecting because, yeah, we know that he's a yards getter. We know that Drake London is a yards getter. Like you go back to his USC tape, they ran a lot of U- They ran a lot of wide receiver screens, and Keon Slovis is not the most accurate quarterback either. Yeah. But yet, he still had a thousand yards, eight touchdowns in like eight games after his you know before his injury. So yeah, he's been the workload at USC. And now he doesn't have to be that because Kyle Pitts is that role. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually expecting Kyle Pitts to be more of the yards getters, more of that Julio Jones type of role where he was going to get you all the yards. He's going to get you back into the red zone. But then you're either going to have Drake Linden or you're going to have Brian Edwards or Carter Patterson. These are going to be the drive finishers. So because you can either take a wide receiver screen, go two yards, and make it like an 8 or ten-yard game just because he's just fighting. Right? Uh, you go back to Brian Edwards. You know, always a reliable target for Derek Carr in the red zone because, the, you know, you give, him a, you give him a decent amount of looks there. So Raiders did not know how to properly use him in the right minor. So maybe we can use him here because, you know, we traded to get him. We have a plan for him. So I'd like the, uh, the optimistic of that. Now, I mentioned Demir Bird earlier. This because I see a lot of similarities in between what he is and what Cordero Patterson was when we signed him, you know mostly a kick returner. He was found on the Patriots, was found on the bears. Now brought over here, a little bit older, didn't have a good enough of a role. Now he's only, he's undersized like five, nine, but this dude can also be as a, either a scat back or a wide receiver in the slot. And he can also has the ability to take a screen, take a circle route, take a, uh, just a simple route that you can give him and take it the distance, you know? So we've even seen that last year with the bears. So I like, the chances, but the problem is with this offense, there's only one football to go around. So because of that, you're going to see a good amount of diminishing. So I don't see a Drake Lynn having a ton of catches and maybe not a ton of yards. Like, I don't know if he breaks a thousand, but he's probably going to at least have like t- eight or 10 touchdowns in the season.
5: Yeah. So, um, you know, number one, let me just say this, this is why we do this summer vacation. This is great insight guys. Cause you know, we're, we don't know Atlanta very well. And you guys are really busting out some great knowledge for us tonight. So I just want to say we appreciate you coming on. Let's I went kick to it school way. tonight. I'll I tell definitely, you about
3: Definitely.
5: <laughs> I feel schooled. All right. Let's go. We'll go to Mr. Freeman first. Let everyone know where they can subscribe and find all your great stuff.
6: They can check me out uh, five days a week on Locked on Falcons, daily Falcons podcast. You can find that on your preferred podcast platform as well as on YouTube. Uh, they can check me out on Twitter at Falcfans, at F-A-L-C-F-A-N-S, being very snarky about the Atlanta Falcons.
5: I feel locked on for sure after tonight. Tyrone and Noah, my, well, I guess, you know, whatever. Which one do you want to mm-hmm. take it first? Let us know where we can find all your great stuff. Tyrone, we'll go to you first. All right. Okay.
7: Well, first off the hoodie, um, call on Tyrone, uh, Fila SP, Fila underscore SP on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on two, YouTube at Forever I Love Atlanta Sports Podcast. Um, we, weekly, I do everything. We do, we do Falcons, Hawks, Braves, United, Dream. Whatever you want to come in there and watch about Atlanta sports, we probably have a video on it. Um, big Georgia Bulldogs fan, so you all have a lot of college football content from me. You follow me on Twitter at call on top, on ATL if You want to follow my personal account. Um, you'll just see me post random stuff. I post everything. It, it's not a if I post about sports, uh, it's, it's usually in between me posing about music, posing about social life, and stuff like that. But, um, follow Fila underscore SP for all your Atlanta sports news, and yeah, that's it. All
5: right, Noah, close us out, let us know where we can find you, my friend.
1: Yeah, I I share a lot of the same sentiment with Tyrone, uh, because you know, glamour business, so yeah, Fila. Uh, I touched on Mad Mike Sports earlier. He was actually in the chat, uh, so you can find him that way. Uh, you also have Maggie T, one of the pro- main producers, uh, basically the, uh, the mother of the entire <laughs> – of, of, of both channels, really. So go ahead and sell them support. Uh, we almost have a friend of ours on YouTube with uh, K Styles. He's on his way to be having 1,000 subscribers, so I suggest, hey, if you're new and if you want some, uh, some Falcons content just to kind of even out your, your knowledge of everything – Go ahead and go over here, support him, get him to a thousand because that's gonna be a huge milestone for him, but it's only gonna be the beginning. Uh as for me, uh I'm just kinda there. <laughs> I'm there whenever they need me. But hey, if you you know, you said you got schooled, they ain't call me the professor for nothing. So I'm just gonna say, Hey, I can I can send some links down there as well.
5: The professor came in tonight. Go ahead, Tyron. What's up? Uh, shout out, uh, shout out, K
7: Styles. Uh, he's a Georgia Tech fan. So if you're a Georgia <laughs> Tech fan, go to his channel. If you want to talk about the little brother all day, you can go talk to the little brother about him. If you want to talk about the big G behind me, the big, the big red and black G? Uh, you can come talk to me about that. I don't talk about that other, that other school in downtown Atlanta. That's 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 the school we don't like.
0: All right.
5: Well, all great shout-outs, even supporting the mama. Got to love it. All right, guys. Well, tomorrow night we're going back home to Florida to visit the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. We, we appreciate you guys, and we
2: are out. We are on we're on a mission of We're on a mission okay. of
3: Yeah! That's what it is!
2: Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices and garages, you can transform any area with Alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the container store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design.